So today's gospel is absolutely packed with a lot of things. And it's maybe most especially appropriate for someone who would be a missionary in a, in a foreign place, preaching the gospel for the first time maybe, making inroads and trying to bring people, maybe like the, the Jesuits from the 1500s, 1600s who tried to catechize and evangelize the, the Indians in the northern United States and in Canada, something like that, or, or Japan in the 1500s. But I also think that this gospel is very appropriate for us. It's almost like a little roadmap of reality. And so, just in the, in the normal everydayness of our lives, we sometimes need Jesus to give us his perspective, which is the ultimate perspective, because God himself is the foundation of reality. And so Jesus sees things as they actually are. And so he sees things in context. We might only see a little piece, but Jesus sees the whole picture. And he's trying to help us to understand the bigger, more important picture. And so here, Jesus has a kind of emphasis on what's actually going on. What's beneath the surface of the everydayness. As he sends out his disciples who are extensions of himself in the world. And so that's us. And so this reality that Jesus is describing is a reality that we should not, this is the central message, it is a reality that none of us should be afraid of. First and foremost, the number one message that Jesus gives here is there is nothing that can, that can touch you that is of great importance. And therefore, you don't need to worry at all. Nothing can harm you that is of great consequence. Now, I say those words, and then we might start kind of going in our mind and thinking about all the, the different things that could hurt us. What about the different things that have hurt Christians throughout the ages who belong to Jesus? Such as persecutions. You know, certainly we, at least at a very minimum, have a kind of soft persecution in today's day and age if we really follow Jesus. The early Christians had very severe persecutions. This past week we celebrated a feast day of all the early Roman martyrs. And so we remember the days that were very, very difficult in, in Rome as the kingdom of God was just emerging. Maybe even some of these exact people that we're reading about in the scriptures were, could have been killed and murdered for proclaiming the gospel and believing in Jesus. And there was a lot of evil things. Nero, right around 150 AD, would just delight um, in, a, in kind of a, a demonic and psychopathic way over torturing and killing and blaming Christians. And so the protection that Jesus is talking about is not merely physical. Because the deepest reality for Jesus is these 
are these eternal realities. There is a heaven. There is a hell. Sending out these first missionaries to proclaim the kingdom of God is first and foremost for their eternal salvation. The eternal salvation of all all those people. The very last words that Jesus says before he ascends into heaven and leaves in bodily form after the resurrection is go out and proclaim the gospel to all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is seeing underneath everything, there is evil. Satan is a real character, an actual mover and player in reality. I saw Satan fall. Jesus describes the the satanic fall, the fall of the angels at the end of this passage. There is evil. Evil does have a significant portion of control in the world, in a fallen world. Jesus refers to Satan as the prince of this world when he's giving his dialogue at the Last Supper to the 12, to the 12 apostles, the 11 apostles at that point. And so Satan is here, I'm sending you into this, but no one can touch you. You belong to me. I protect you. And as they all go out to proclaim the, the gospel and, and follow through with the mission that Jesus sent them out, because Jesus gives them his own authority. Once again, this is all of us who Jesus has given his own authority by virtue of our baptism and our staying and practicing the faith. We can be tempted into sin and to kind of fall into serious sin um, can lead us to eternal, to lose and forfeit our eternal salvation. We can be tempted by different fears and intimidations. A lot of people have these lies, they kind of, these tracks that go over and over again in their heads their entire lives. Maybe some of us have struggled with those. Those attacks on our identity. Those are not from God. Those are satanic. We struggle as human beings with fear. So temptations towards sin, fear, irrational fear, and lies. Those are three weapons of the enemy. Jesus is saying, if you belong to me, the the enemy will have no power over you. He can't do anything to you that will in any way impair or hurt these deeper things, the things that are actually going on, your true protection. And so they go out, they preach the gospel, they're very successful. Anytime that they encounter evil, they don't allow it to cling to them. They wipe the dust from their feet and move on. And they're rejoicing. They're just completely and utterly full of joy. They're so happy. They say the demons were subject to us. No evil touched us. And 
Jesus says, you belong to me. Your names are written in heaven. I think the number one takeaway here that Jesus gives is the initial instructions of don't bring anything with you. We don't need anything but him. We don't need anything but Jesus. And all the great kind of religious movements that have developed throughout the church's history have followed this imperative of of poverty. And to not bring things that allow us to be self-reliant or attached to this world in any way. That's where the real power is. Power is, ironically, in not having power and being like a child dependent on the Lord. That's the real power. And that's how we move with confidence in the world is this true faith that the 72 have. They don't bring anything with them. They just trust that what Jesus has given them is enough, and they trust in his authority as their authority. There's nothing that any of us in this church should be afraid of if we belong to the Lord Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for writing our names in heaven. Help us to stay on mission to recognize that souls are at stake, that it was imperative that you sent your disciples and that you send us into the world to proclaim the gospel. Help us to be aware of reality as it actually is, that there is a heaven, there is a hell. Help us to be protected. Help us to recognize our identity, that we belong to you. Help us to be dependent upon you and let go of any attachments that are passing in this world that are really not of of great importance. But help us to just let go and cling to you and be like children who depend on their parents. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.